You're called to live for Him, to serve Him, to bear spiritual fruit. You're not just called to produce fruit in yourself. You're called to help produce it in the lives of other people. See, you are supposed to be contagious. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. It's impossible to move forward when you're constantly looking backward. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for joining us. Today we're beginning a brand new message I'm calling Forgetting What Lies Behind. One of the great hindrances to moving forward in God's will and purpose for us is when we're somehow stuck in the past. Someone hurts us, or we make a terrible mistake, or a season of life that we consider wonderful changes, and we just can't seem to get over it, we can't get past it, and we become stuck in the past, living each day looking in the rearview mirror. If that's you, then today's word is just for you. So grab your Bible and let's explore together the powerful words of the Apostle Paul, who encouraged all Christians with the words, forgetting what lies behind. this today, forgetting what lies behind. Now I want you to say with me, forget about it. Now that's what we're going to see God says in the Word of God today. Philippians 3, starting at verse 8, let's read. This is Paul giving a testimony. Yet indeed I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and count them as rubbish that I may gain Christ and be found in Him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Now, read this with me. That I may know Him and the power of His resurrection and the fellowship of His sufferings. Everybody can amen that. Say amen. Amen. Now he says, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attend to the resurrection from the dead. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but now I want you to read this next part with me out loud like you're the one preaching. Are you ready? Because here's where I'm going today. But I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Wow. Everybody say, he laid hold of me. If he hadn't, you wouldn't be here today. He says, brethren, I don't count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Now read the next part with me. Forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. And everybody said, well, that's good stuff right there. That is good stuff. Now let's pray together. Father, we thank you for your word. I know you've got a word that is going to uphold us, a word that is going to strengthen our souls. 
and brighten our vision and illumine our path. And I pray, Lord, speak to us today in Jesus' name. Now I want you to say with me, I receive it. In Jesus' name, amen. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, forget about it. Now in these powerful passages, the Apostle Paul is rehearsing all of his past accomplishments. And boy, he had some. He was a major achiever. Paul the Apostle was a major type A achiever. He was a go-getter. He was motivated to conquer and to perfect and to be the best that he could be. He was the best of the best. As a matter of fact, he tells us that there wasn't a better Pharisee than himself. He was the best of the best. Sterling example of what a good Pharisee should be. But then he met Jesus. He was religious, and then he met Jesus. He had religion down, and then he met Jesus. And having met Christ, he's telling us that he chose to give up all the accomplishments of the past and counted them rubbish in comparison with what he had found in Christ. He said, everything I did in my own effort back there, to me it's rubbish compared to what I have found when I put faith in Jesus. Then toward the end of our text... He gives us the key to unhindered pursuit of Jesus Christ. And that's what I'm after today. I want us all to be in pursuit of Jesus, unhindered, unencumbered. I mean, giving everything we've got in 2017 to pressing in to Jesus Christ for His very best and His very highest for you and me. I want us to reach for it. And I want us to do it unhindered. Now, I believe there's a word here in this text for all of us. And I want to deal with him one point at a time because he said a mouthful, that's for sure. One point at a time. Here's the first thing I see. He said, if you're going to pursue Jesus unencumbered, you must be willing to lose to find. You've ever noticed that the laws of the kingdom of God are paradoxical? They don't make sense to the natural mind. They're paradoxical. They're very, very different from the principles that people that live in the world and for the world live by. I'll give you some example. In kingdom living, we must die to self in order to live. We must lose some things in order to gain. We must let go in order to lay hold. Paradoxical. The kingdom of God is paradoxical. If I want to receive, I give. I don't keep, but I give. As followers of Jesus Christ, Paul is letting us know in these verses that we are to keep a loose grip on the things of this world. We're not to hold on to them tight. How many of you have noticed that the things of this world can be taken from you? Often are the times that we must lay something down in order to pick something better up. When I lived in East Texas, I had some friends that had this beautiful dog. And this dog loved chasing Frisbees. How many of you have ever had a dog that loved going after Frisbees? And I, and I love throwing them. I'm a Frisbee guy. I love Frisbees. Now, I, I got out there one day, and I had an old Frisbee that I had thrown to this dog over and over again. What I would do, I'd throw it far, and he would run. This beautiful dog, poetry in motion. He would run and grab the Frisbee before it hit the ground and come back like, uh-huh, <laughs> and would spit it at my feet and look up at me like, there you go. You cannot throw it too far for me. One day I had an idea. 
what will he do? If I throw it and he catches it and he's running back and I throw another one. Because see, his big moment was dropping it at my feet like as if to say, "Uh uh-huh, I told you I would get it. And so I threw it and I had a brand new, bright red, beautiful Frisbee. Not like the old one. The old one was chewed up, beat up. He caught it many, many times. So I threw the old one. He chases it down, grabs it in his mouth. He's about a quarter of the way back, and I threw the second one. He went cross-eyed. <laughs> he looked at the one that was coming towards him, and then he looked down at his own, and I could see his dog brain working. What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And you know what he did? Poof! He spit out the old one and grabbed the new one. And when I saw that, God spoke to me and said, he's got more sense than a lot of believers. Because that dog had enough sense to spit out the old in order to grab the new. Oh, I'm going somewhere. I'm feeling preach come on me already. I'm going somewhere with this. See, Paul was like that dog. Paul was like that dog. He had the old law, the old testament, the old way, the old sacrifices, all that he had been raised knowing and understanding. But when he saw the new Frisbee, his name was Jesus. Man, he quick spit out that old, and he said, that's nothing but rubbish because I'm going to grab the new. Some of you today are holding on to old Frisbees. I'm going to preach them out of your mouth. I'm going to preach them out of your mouth. Now, what Paul lost was the futility of trying to please God with his own good deeds. That's what he lost. The futility, the frustration, the never-ending failure of trying to please God with your own good deeds because we can't keep the Ten Commandments perfectly. Only one man has ever done it. His name was Christ. And what he found in Christ was righteousness by faith. When he saw that, he spit out the old so that he could grab hold of the new. Now, listen to this statement. I wrote this down. I believe God gave it to me. Let's resolve to lose what we must in order to gain what we cannot lose. Anything you do for Jesus, you cannot lose it. Anything you gain in him, you cannot lose it. Let all that you do be done to the glory of the Lord, for it is from the Lord that we shall receive the reward of the inheritance, for we serve the Lord Christ. What's done for Christ will last, the song says. So let's do that. Lose what we must. What is it that's in your mouth? What is it that you've been holding on to? What is the old Frisbee for you? Be willing to let it go. Be willing to let it go. Be willing to let it go. I'll give you another illustration. It just popped into my head. Do you know that in Africa, there is a type of monkey that the natives want to catch, and I hate to say it, but eat. Now, This monkey, they're smart, and the natives figured out there's only one way we can catch them. We will hollow out a gourd, and we will fill the gourd with things the monkey likes. And they found that if they made the hole just the right size, the monkey could get his hand in there to grab hold of what he wanted, 
But he had to let go in order to bring his hand back out. And they realized that when they walk up on the monkey, he was not willing to let go of what he had in order to get free. So he's captured. So you either got an old Frisbee in your mouth or you got something in your hand you won't let go of. And what you don't understand is in letting go is your freedom and letting go is your liberty and letting go is your blessing and letting go is a new day, a new opportunity, a new hour, a new door. Now, the second thing I see in our text is that we were saved on purpose for a purpose. You were saved on purpose. Now, here's a revelation for a lot of believers. You weren't just saved for heaven. You were saved for something here and now on earth. There is a purpose. You were saved on purpose for a purpose. God had a purpose in mind for you. He had something in his mind for you. He has something in mind for all of us corporately as a church body, but he also has an individual purpose, an individual destiny for every person in this room. And it's my calling to convince you of that. Paul said, I've given my life, listen to this, and I've lost it all so that I might lay hold of that for which Jesus laid hold of me. I want you to say with me, everybody's got a that. Now I'm going to say it again. Listen to this. I've given my life. I've laid it all down on the altar so that I may lay hold of that for which Jesus Christ laid hold of me. The that is what he had in his mind for you when he laid hold of you. That. That. And my that and your that are different. But we've all got a that. We've got a corporate that. We're to show forth his glory. We're to reach people. We're to spread the word of God. We're to lift up Jesus. But we also have an individual that. I have laid it all down. I've given everything up. I've put everything behind me. I've let go of everything I must so that I am free to lay hold of that for which Jesus Christ laid hold of me. Now, the words here are so powerful. The phrase laid hold. You got to get what this is. It's so strong. Listen to what Jesus did. That phrase laid hold comes from one Greek word. It means this, to overtake, to arrest, to capture to seize something in a forceful manner and make it one's own. Paul said, Jesus seized me. He captured me. He made me his own. I'm no longer my own, said Paul. Read his writings. Read what he wrote. I'm no longer my own. I'm a prisoner of Jesus Christ. I live for him, die for him, serve him. I'm at his beck and call. He is my life. I can't wait to get to heaven to be with him. He's my heartbeat. He's my love. He's my romancer. I'm in love with him. But the only reason I'm in love with him is because he laid hold of me first. And we got to get that today. You would not be saved if he hadn't first come to you. If he hadn't first approached you. If he hadn't first drawn near to you. I got news for some of you. You didn't find Jesus. Jesus found you. You didn't find Jesus. Jesus found you. Listen to what Jesus said. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. You know, we go out after we get saved. We say, yesterday I found the Lord. You ought to say, yesterday the Lord found me. You were in that pit of sin. You were in that darkness. You were in that despair. And he came and he found you. 
He said, I chose you that you would go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain. So there's the that. You have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. Why? For this reason, that you should go and bear fruit and your fruit should remain. That's the that. You didn't first come to Jesus. Jesus first came to you. John said we love him because he first loved us. If you are His today, it is solely by His amazing grace and tender mercies Jesus found you and laid hold of you, convicted you of sin. He arrested you with Holy Ghost conviction over your sins. He captured you with His love. He forcefully snatched you out of the devil's grasp and He made you His very own. Paul says He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and brought us into the kingdom of the Son who He loves. You know, in any rescue, the rescuee is helpless or He doesn't need to be rescued. If you are in need of rescue, then you need a rescuer to rescue you, the rescuee. Because the rescuee, you, can't rescue yourself. When we got saved, we were the rescuee saved by the rescuer because we could not rescue ourselves. I can't believe I just said all that. I'm working it. I'm working it. I want you to understand. You were doomed. You were hellbound. It was over for you if the rescuer had not rescued you. And what did he do? He rescued you out of the dominion and the rule and the grip and the tyranny of the devil. And he brought you into the kingdom of God's dear son. So say with me, I've been rescued. And you know what? At this very moment, Jesus is extending his great hand and laying it upon the shoulders of the entire world. He laid hold of us. He laid hold of me in jail. He laid hold of you. You know where you were. If you're saved, you can remember the place and the moment when Jesus' hand came and laid itself on you and talked to you and wooed you and drew you to himself. Now i got a question for you. Right now, the whole world is being called by him. It's not his will that any would perish, but all would come to the knowledge of the truth. And what is he doing? He's extending his hand to the whole world. I'm finding that people are ready to be saved everywhere I go. He's laying his hand on you. And some of you watching right now, in here and by streaming video, who will hear this on radio, listen, there is a voice talking to you within my voice. It's not my voice. There's a voice in my voice. And he's laying hold of you right now with conviction and with love. He's talking to you. And you know the voice. I knew the voice. My sheep know my voice. When he comes to you with conviction, you know that it's the voice of the Spirit. And he says, now is the day. Now is the time. This is the hour. I'm calling you. I'm beckoning you. I'm giving you the chance to turn. Now. And now that he's laid his hand on you, and he's been doing it a while with some of you, have you yielded? Or have you resisted when you were laid hold of? Leave me alone, you say to God. Have you tried to get away? Did you plant your feet and say, I will not be drawn? I'm not budging? Or have you neglected the pressure? 
That's why it says, how shall we escape if we neglect so great a salvation? When the Spirit speaks, it is for that moment, that hour, that time. It's your time. It's a divine visit. Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. And if any man hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him. And I will fellowship with him and relate to him and have relationship with him. And he with me. So Paul is saying, he laid his hand on me. But then I said, Paul's first words were, what do you want me to do, Lord? What have you done with that call, with that knock? What have you done with it? Paul says, if you have yielded, then let me tell you what to do next. If you have said, Lord, I'm your, what do you want me to do? He says, let me tell you what you do next. He informs us that Jesus' hand was laid upon us for a purpose. And the purpose, catch this now, is not fulfilled only by the hand being laid upon you. He makes the first move. But unless you in turn put out your hand and say, it is my resolve to lay hold of that for which he laid hold of me, you can miss your purpose. I'm not saying you'll miss heaven, but you can miss your purpose. Because you see, he laid his hand on you. And we we say, well, I got fire insurance. Now I can go live the way that I want because now I'm saved. No, now that you're saved, you're no longer your own. And what is the that he's got over your life? Paul said, he laid hold of me, and now it's my resolve to lay hold of that for which he laid hold of me. The that he had in mind when he came into my life. Listen to Paul. I press on that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus laid hold of me. He said, I was saved on purpose for a purpose, and I want that purpose. And we know that he reached it because at the end of his life, he said, I finished my fight. I finished the course. I fought a good fight. I kept the faith. I finished my course. I finished. So we know that he laid hold of that He fulfilled that, and he said, I finished what he gave me. Jesus said the same thing. It is finished. The that he came into the world for was to die for the sins of the world, and that was accomplished. You say, well, Jeff, I didn't know what my that is. Let me give you some of your that's. You ready? You're called to live for him, to serve him, to bear spiritual fruit both personally and to help produce it in other people. I'm going to say that last part again. You're not just called to produce fruit in yourself. You're called to help produce it in the lives of other people. See, you are supposed to be contagious. Well, I hope today's message has helped you, and don't forget to tune in tomorrow for part two of this powerful message on forgetting what lies behind and reaching for what is ahead. Now, don't go anywhere because we've got some exciting things to share with all of our Life Talk listeners you're going to want to take advantage of. I look forward to seeing you next time on Life Talk. Until then, I pray God's rich blessings be yours. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff. You know, every time God uses the ministry of Life Talk to transform a life by the power of Jesus Christ, it's because somebody like you gave financially and helped make it possible. 
Life Talk's daily program is listener-supported, so if you're interested in supporting this ministry, call toll-free 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. Or visit us online at lifetalkradio.us and make a donation to empower Life Talk to continue transforming lives with the power of the gospel. Call 877-884-3111 or go online to lifetalkradio.us and give your best gift today. Today's program is entitled, Forgetting What Lies Behind. You can get your own copy of this message for just $5 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast. Music.